listen to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. Waifu, waifu, Montel, is that you? Year three, full effect is here. This is episode 157, year three of my check, waifu, waifu. As always, it's brought to you by, and forever will be, by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to lucomplex.com, use that offer code waifu to save on your entire cart. It's also brought to you by don'ttalkshop.com, as well as our Patreon producers. Fuck. Fuck, year three is starting off extremely well so far. Extremely well. Let's go. Not even prepared. Y'all, y'all already know what it is. Polo's <laughs> professional, so he, he ain't got it pulled up yet, but he's about to get it pulled up. Hey, it's been a big week. As y'all heard, we uh we dropped a new intro. Let's go. We usually drop new intros in our years, but it, we kept our, um, our OG one, our year two intro for the longest. Mm-hmm. But this year three intro goes stupid. Let us know what y'all think. Write us at Mike Check Waifu Waifu. But back to the Patreon producers. A.B., Aaron Brown, Trey the Go G Johnny from Anime Lytical Podcast, Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast, explicitly Monique Williams and Nachi. Thank you also very much for supporting the podcast for as long as you guys have. I know no matter what, you guys are going to support us and we appreciate y'all from the bottom of our hearts to the top of our soul. Thank you so much for supporting Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, year three. Year three is starting I, off with a bang, bro. I got a question. What's up? Can you play like 10 more seconds of that intro? The, so for the song break, this break is uh, it's going to be the intro. I bet. And cool. it's entirety. Cool. <laughs> cool. I'm, so, I'm excited for year three. Me too. Me too. Got a lot going on. We're gonna talk about what what we want to do for year three, as well as the recap season two of Overlord. I can't wait to hear what Tell thinks. Tell apparently can't wait to hear what I think. He said it like it was like he's gonna be surprised or something. Um, we got uh, some. I, we got some thoughts from some of our listeners that that's, that joined us on this rewatch. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Um, they wrote in at us uh, at my check waifu. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> it's some interesting stuff. But we also got a random question from our boy Scuba Steve. We're gonna get to that a little bit later. But first, tell how's your week, man? Always a good week for me. Um, let's say what this last Friday I got more sleep than I had gotten in a while. Mm. But uh, my in-law, sister-in-law, was in town with her oh. daughter, and, and, and you know, it was nice. It was cool. Not cool to see them. Nice, but uh, you know, here we are. We here for the for the anime podcast. But we good, we good, bro. How about you? How you feeling? Great week, man. Great week. I've been feeling uh quite rejuvenated. There was an instance. Oh, I'm sorry. Pre warning, you guys probably hear my air conditioner. I'm not turning it off. Usually, I turn it off for the episode, but I, I just can't do that because it'll be 100 degrees in my house because it's 100 degrees outside. So. Instantaneous, <laughs> straight up. So y'all gonna hear the air conditioner this uh, this week? I apologize, but um, yeah, I've been great, man. My air conditioner did break though for like a day, and boy was Saber not happy. 
He was not. He. I never seen him so miserable in my life. For one, I had to had to readjust his schedule for going outside. So what happened was, I was I woke up a little bit later than usual. I woke up at around noon to one o'clock ish. Okay, now as tell no, we both live in Texas, Houston, Texas to be specific. It's hot as fuck at around twelve. <laughs> Hot as fuck. <laughs> so I, I decided I'm like, oh shit, I'm a little late. I normally take him out in the morning time and at night time. I took him out in the morning time, and the moment we stepped outside, he was like, nope, nope. <laughs> he would not. He would not step foot at anywhere where the sun was. So he would sprint back to the house. I'm like, bro, you have to go to the bathroom. You have to use the restroom. Like I can't. You can't not use the bathroom. So we walked, literally, we had to walk under like the awning of my apartment complex. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> walk under the awning and he had to go like stick out in the bushes and just use it real quick. And he was, oh. lit, he was miserable. His feet was, was burning. He was miserable. He was not happy at all. I mean, and I guess you can't really get Husky shaved, can you? No, no, absolutely not. No, you can't even like put any shoes on your feet. Yeah, because if you shave them, then they get hotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd be miserable. So it was a, uh, it was, it was, it's been bad for him. But we got the air fixed, and we, it's cool down in here. It's cool down, cooler, I should say. <laughs> I'm sorry, Savory. Yeah, I know. I feel, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Um, I mean, you don't control the heat unless you do. In which case, Polo, come on, bro. You feel this shit outside? You out here controlling the heat? Cool it down. <laughs> Speaking of the heat, we got the summer background up. If you're a Patreon supporter, you can see the video version early on patreoncom food We got the Patreon. There's the summer theme up. You can also get access to the early access to the uh, Patreon exclusive podcast, the After Story. And all its glory. That's video version only. You can listen to it via the Patreon app because the Patreon app actually lets you minimize it and still do shit on your phone. So, uh, again, Patreon, that was for free. Um, I had a, I, had a, uh, I was thinking. What's up? You think, I mean, I don't know, but I thought this might be a good idea. Talk to While me. You, dro- you dropped a song on Patreon, the new intro. Okay. Yeah. And, and, or or I'll make a I gotta make a video for the intro. Yeah, yeah. So we do that, we drop it on Patreon. So, yeah. you know, y'all can hear it whenever y'all want. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, that's a good great idea. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drop that down. Um because it's a fire it's a fire it's a fire song. Uh shout out to SREO for uh, making that beat for us. Um Yeah. Oh yeah, in the voice in the new voice of Navi. We got it. She's smooth. Mm-hmm. And grown. Super. I like it. <laughs> Smooth and grown. Uh, okay, this is an anime podcast. I promise. We talk about anime sometimes. Something like that. We got a lot to talk about. Again, the Overlord season two rewatch. I got some more facts for y'all. I don't have them written down like I did last time, but I do got some more facts about kind of what's going on in the world. Um, what I'm going to do. Hold on. Give me one second. For Overlord season two, I got I did a little bit more research and I got uh, some some facts that I'm gonna go through with y'all on the show. When we get into some of the discussions that y'all think, well, what y'all think about season three or season two of uh, Overlord before we roll into season three. So, but before we get into that telltale, what was your episode of the week this week? Uh, it was a struggle for me, but I'm going to go with uh, <clears throat> not summertime right there because that's always episode of the week. Ayoashi. Ayoashi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What episode was this of Ayoashi? 
11. Interesting. Okay. Episode 11. Basically, it was just a real good episode. Our, our boy is connecting the dots, making stuff happen. I love to see the growth. Good stuff. Absolutely. For me, I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go to with uh, Sugar Mori, Not Just a Cutie. I know Sugar Mori, Not Just a Cutie is not a lot of people's favorite. Shout out to Fear. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't like this one, actually. But this one, this show has been literally my comfort food, if you will. It's, it's nothing at all too stressful or overly complicated or overly complex. It's simple. And that's episode nine of uh, of Shikamori's Not Just Cute. It's, it's simple, wholesome, just adorable characters, great personalities, um, actual personalities, not the personality that some people equate to anime. Um, it's it was it was a legit just cool just just a, just a cool ass episode. It's a cool ass show in general. Um, so we got a question from uh, our boy. It's only right that we start off the questions for year three with Scuba Sco- Steve. Scuba Steve, what's up? I haven't heard from him in a minute. But he says some outrageous shit as always. Per use. <laughs> Is that what he did this time? Of course. He always do. He said in honor of Father's Day. Happy Father's Day again, Tell. Um best, <laughs> best anime dad's top three. Show Tucker's number one, so include him. So the next two. Uh Gone Freaks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and, uh, and Goku. <laughs> The best dads, best dads in anime for sure. Um, I don't know, bro. Let's be real though. Let's try and yeah. it's uh, what's his name from Full Metal Alchemist? Not Shao Tucker. Oh, I'm uh, say, excuse me. <laughs> hold up, hold up. One of Mustangs boys. Hold up, Hughes. Oh, Maze Hughes. I should. <laughs> oh my god. Duh. Uh, it's late. Yeah, um, it's straight up. It's, yeah. Good dad. Maze Hughes is a good dad. Mm-hmm. Who else is a good dad in anime? I'm going to add one to your list. We're going to keep our list together. Yeah, let's do it. Ayako uh, Furukawa, which is Nagisa's dad from Clannad. He was mm-hmm. a great, great father. I was trying to figure out where else we got a really good dad at. You don't, you don't get a lot of dads in anime. I was about to say that. Sadly <laughs> enough, you don't get a lot of dads. Jeez. Hey, you, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Naruto is a good dad. I mean, he, he a better dad than his dad. <laughs> oh shit! His dad is dead, man. <laughs> yeah, but he also was okay with putting a whole demon in his son. Hey, you right? Hey, you right? Nah, who who can be that last oh. dad? Uh, what's his name? Um, what's the name of the anime with the science? Um, and everybody got turned to stone. Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah that's, a good, <laughs> that's, that's a good dad. It's a good dad. It really is. That's what I'm gonna call him. Doctor Stone. Daddy. I don't know his name. I don't feel like looking up his name because it's Doctor Stone. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get some hate for that. You know what? Tell. What's up? Speaking. Speaking. I'm gonna get some hate for that. Let's get into. Let's get into year three. Okay. Let's talk about what we're gonna do differently. In our personal, um, I, I guess you could say, in our personal host bag, if you will, 
my personal host pocket. What do you want to do differently as Montel, the host, and as Polo, the host? What, what, what do you want to do differently? And I'll start. For me, I am going to stop apologizing for being unapologetically me. Right. I'm going to stop that. Shout out to my Moody. She told me, stop apologizing for being for just being you I'm gonna do that because I have to like I have to just unapologetically be me and if somebody takes offense to it you can add me at Polo Born Fly on Twitter P-O-L-O-W Born Fly on Twitter and we can talk about it I can tell you what I mean or I cannot because I just I honestly don't care I'm gonna just say whatever I want and that's and that's that's true even if it, even if it turns me into an antagonist even if I gotta start playing antagonist more you know you the pain thing I will uh I think that my my one of one of the changes I plan on making is I'm gonna lean heavier and hmm? I guess my personal likes I'm gonna lean heavier into my personal likes on the anime side right oh okay so instead of uh cause a lot of times other people slide I guess with they with they stuff and I normally I normally don't try and be like I guess antagonistic as like we would normally be yeah but I guess uh, well, what I'm saying is when I like something, I'm going to like it re- regardless of the adversity and also speak up on what the fuck I like regardless of yes. adversity. Even though I think for the most part I might do that, but yeah. I think I could do it do it better, you know? And, and I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And mostly I do because, I, again, I don't really give a fuck what people got to say. You know, I don't. I, I truly don't. So I, I will do that more. And if you want, like I said, if you want to talk about it, if you want to LTAT, let's do that. You know, we could we could do that. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you now, I probably won't listen. Um, <laughs> let anybody tell you that if you DM me on Twitter or something like that, I don't I don't pay attention to it. I don't get on Instagram anymore, really. Hardly it's ever. Year, it's year three and he already committed. He, he's, he's already whole leg deep. Demon. I'm not playing. I'm not playing no game, so I'm going I'm going demon mode. As Straight you up. should. As you should, bro. It regardless of uh feelings and shit. Um Yeah, and and and, and to be honest, I kinda wanna do like more like shit like we're doing with this overlord. I wanna go deeper into the shows. Like fucking learning what I've what I've been learning about Overlord has been making it spoilers even better for me than I've ever anticipated being and that's mostly because overlord is actually just really that good because they took the time to go deeper than any fucking isekai i've ever watched in my entire life but like i want i want to do more of that deeper research and look into shit that's like um meaningful to me you know and maybe do more rewatches so so polo about to become an anime researcher Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I think that regardless, like 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 what Polo said, I already got some stuff I'm working on. Just got to actually get it done, and that's the goal. Open up time, yes, to really do. I guess everything I want to do, and and the big thing is is like I know I don't really really seem shy. But I'm also slightly a mental perfectionist, so if I if I don't think it's perfect, I I hate doing it, mm. and that's why I like doing this with Polo, 
because it don't have to be perfect because we we bouncing off each other. Exactly. So I'm trying to get over that hump in my mind, yeah. that perfectionism part, and just do it right. Yep. So I'm working on there and I already got some stuff in the works, but we gonna get it going. Yeah, man. As somebody who's been, as you know, riddled with social anxiety, if it wasn't for me streaming, like this whole being in front of a camera and talking shit would be way too hard for me like am all impossible like there was a like the first time i've ever did this for real was in 2016 and i was when i was helping produce the addicts podcast i was on an episode i was a guest and i was so fucking nervous why am i nervous i'm with my literal brother and gates like two of 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 people i know basically all my life so it's like why why would I be nervous and that was before like that was when I just started the stream thing but like I just as soon as I started getting into a hardcore it just opened opened it up and I think once you have that opportunity to just do your first actual solo shit like legit legit solo shit and you just let it go into the world you're gonna be perfectly fine it's like perfectly fine because I mean to be honest I think you could do it no problem. I try to tell you every time you stream it, just talk. Just talk to yourself. I know it's hard. I know it's awkward. I know it's quote unquote cringy. Just do it. And that's for that goes for anybody out there that want to do anything content creator wise. Just fucking talk to yourself. It's fucking easy. I, I hate what you I, think. I hate to say it, but I feel like it's, it, it, it seems easy, but for like extroverted people. <laughs> <laughs> That's I the feel crazy like it part. Might, it might be the the opposite for extroverted people, right? Yeah, because I'm used to talking to, to people. actual people. Yep. So, so now I gotta right. figure out how to how to manifest that same conversation with just myself. Yep. I need to talk to myself more. <laughs> you you got to talk to yourself more. It, it seems weird, but you know, I guess. I guess when you do it enough, you, you kind of forget about it. I just got over hating my voice. I still hate my voice, but. Like, I don't hate it as much. I can edit without cringe, like wincing, you know. For y'all who listen to podcasts, go ahead and let us know. Do y'all hate polo voice? I fucking hate it. No, don't even make them do me like that. We just made it deeper right there. Just no, so y'all no, I was, I was bit. irritated. I'm irritated. I hate my voice. Just thinking about <laughs> nah, it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Weird. Let's uh, let's talk about Overlord season two. <laughs> Overlord, <laughs> Overlord season two covers volume four. Uh, four, five, six, and yeah, four, five, and six. So it covers three, uh, volumes of the light novel. (laughs) That's about eight hundred pages of of content that they fit into thirteen episodes. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ, Overlord. The Overlord season two covered the Lizard Man heroes arc, the Man of the Kingdom arc. What? What? What is your initial thoughts? Of the Lizard Man arc in season two of Overlord, it, <laughs> uh, some of some parts of it in general uh, for the overall this season felt like almost more like playing a video game. But this Lizard Man arc part, they they really they did a good job at developing the story around these Lizard Men, right? Because mm. we talked about. Well, let's not even go there because because the, the the main focus for me in this lizard man arc was getting the guardians to have their own opinions right yep and that was was to me dope because we see what is traditionally a a character with a written script that's what npcs are that's what these guardians are 
they are generally characters with a written script who are going to do whatever the master told them to do. Mm-hmm. And Ainz is trying to see if they have the capacity to be individuals. Yeah. And yeah. within this Lizard Man arc, that, because it does carry on past the Lizard Man arc, but in this Lizard Man arc, it, we got to see really like the development with what's his name, Kokaitis, mm-hmm. and how that played out. I loved it because we got to see these 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 ridiculously strong characters really see what their values are in comparison to Ainz and have them develop their own you know their own strategies and whatnot going forward so real quick uh so very unrelated at so very unrelated uh loyal listener of ours shout out to you girl i hope you're doing all right uh she says i liked the eight fingers plot deeply amused that eyes keep taking credit for demiurge's ideas still confused on why he went all murdery with the lizard people (laughs) now it it wasn't that he went murdery um technically and that was his intention from the beginning yeah exactly well not not really um what it was was uh, it was exactly as tell said it was for him to see if the npcs can develop thoughts of their own by testing kokaitis because if he wanted to just murder the lizard people you just send kokaitis to do his fucking thing just kill them all like you don't have to do this whole elaborate grand scheme of things and 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 fucking just run them there and and say hey everybody you're gonna die i'm gonna kill you like uh, like that's all he had to do just send kokaitis there to wipe them out or to figure out if somebody's strong enough there to even touch kokaitis and then maybe we'll do some experiments on them that's what he could have did but instead he, he mentioned through his monologue like his inner monologue like you know, I want to want to see if they can develop thoughts of their own because he knows and I'm going to get into this a little bit later in this discussion. He knows who Kokaitis's creator is. He wanted to see if what he what his theory is, if is correct. And what his theory is, is that every piece, every NPC is a script, like Till said, they're their script that was created by the creator. But when that script was typed by the creator, was it? Did it spill? Did it? Did it take some of their actual personality and spill over into the NPCs? And that's kind of what what he was trying to determine on if that worked or not. So that that was huge. Now, as far as the why he get all murdery on the lizard people and say, "Hey, yeah, kill them all," is because of what we just talked about and the reason why he also seems um, extremely what's the word I'm looking for heartless is because. Uh, He's heartless. <laughs> he's yeah. He's literally heartless. Now, okay, a little a little fact about the game world. Idrisil. Idrisil has, uh, I forgot what they call him. What what's the name of him? There, he's just he has this. He's an undead. He's an undead overlord. <laughs> now, what undead overlords and their racial traits inside of the video game go? As far as the racial traits inside of the video game goes, he has the racial trait that he doesn't need to eat or sleep. Um, They're the uh, heteromorphic race. There it is. Heteromorphic. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have to eat or sleep. He doesn't have essentially um, morals. If you notice, and when they talk about it in the show, they mention this quite a bit in kind of one-offs every once in a while was, you know, since I've been here, I haven't cared about the people I've killed or the people that die by my hands or anybody that I've had to murder that constantly comes up and the reason why that constantly comes up is because he has that it's it's actually a racial trait for him to I forget what it's called it's something suppression Um, 
Emotion suppression? Uh, yes, emotion, emotional suppression. That emotional suppression, when he flashes green like that, that's mm-hmm. literally him, his, literally his racial trait activating for him to remove all emotion because he's an undead. If he wasn't an undead, his morals or his, his, his good morals, quote unquote, would pop in and obviously make it so he doesn't get all murdery on the lizard people um, or murdering people or he would feel something with the people he killed and in, in the, in the fucking massacred that he <laughs> right that he does um but that's very important to note that he doesn't he doesn't feel these the only thing he can he can actually care about and it's because of how his character was role played in in idrisil is the temple I Einzu, I mean the temple the temple of Nazarek so like he can only give a fuck about that and what's in it like mentally but he's also one of their top strategists like so with that being said like he's he's not their number one strategist he knows that he can't go around killing everybody because what is that going to do right it's going to turn the whole world, exactly it's going to turn the whole world against him and if the whole world gets against him then he has nobody he can actually count on but his people which can be troublesome when you're trying to rule the world <laughs> i digress anyway my thoughts on season two the lizard man arc it was by far one of the best arcs between season one and season two uh only because like you said they did such a good job they the start of it you didn't even have to see eyes at the start of it at all it just started with the lizard man um and you were <laughs> funny enough for a little bit of time I believe it was like Four episodes From that little bit of time That we spent with the lizard people I was invested I was invested in their lives I was invested in In uh What was her name Smash What was her name The little white Yeah lizard. The white The white lizard Smash lady cr- Crushing crush. Crushing something Or another yeah. cr- Crush or whatever Her name was she, I was invested I was invested in How that came about Even though the romance Was silly And, and kind of like Happened abruptly I was still like Oh sh- I believe it You know I actually believe this shit Weirdly enough um, I mean Because there's seven tribes That got broken up From From Internal feuds Yeah yeah. And They they have something like Ein Zalgun Who comes up And You know Threatens the Entirety of all of their lives uh, Right Yep the only thing they can do is come back together work yep. together and that was that was meaningful in the development of this story in general just yeah. and then also just uh seeing how like i said how these characters can he doesn't have to necessarily rule by fear that he mm-hmm. can you know actually learn things from them and you know about them yeah that again one of my favorite arcs for sure, because it again, it what it did gave it gave it gave Kokaitis that time to shine too. And that in his uh in his episode, I believe it was episode four, where he just popped the fuck off <laughs> after he lost the war. Obviously, he lost the war against the lizard people because Ains gave him a real small, low level army, a low level army of, of skeletons, which are like level like one to five or, or six or something like that and send them out to lizard people which is about level 10 to 15 ish they're like their chief the chief people are like level five to ten ish which goes to show you the level difference in this um in this world by the way which i can also discuss a little bit later and sending them in he lost he lost the war because the way kokaitis went in he went in and you get i guess you can call it with no tactics zero tactics whatsoever because that's not that's not what Kokaitis is. He's literally just a warrior. 
he, he just fights <laughs> when he sent in that army after obviously we got to experience you know watching to the two lizard people make love like, but, yeah, it's the second time I had to see this <laughs> is it really yeah cause I watched it before oh, and oh yeah yeah you watched this <laughs> what did, speaking of so what did you think about the dub to this one I think the only voice I didn't like was uh, the girl that Sabus saved. Oh, oh. Other than that, everybody else like the voices are great in this anime. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's they do a very good job. Yeah, some of the side characters do get really overlooked. I think that's the only side character voice I didn't like though. I, I literally feel like every other voice was good. You even like um the chick from Karn Village, the the head chick. Yeah, because, I mean, I think it fit her character. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I literally, the only voice that was grating on my ears was was hers, and I was cool when she was quiet. <laughs> True. <laughs> hey, whose voice is that that I fucking loved? It was, it's the um, it's the maid chick that he sent. Well, I think it's Beta. Mm-hmm. Is that Beta that he sent to Karin Village? I fucking love her voice. She does. <laughs> I think the twins are dope. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah Mari and... Uh, and yeah, I think yeah, I think their voice actor uh, is it two separate voice actors. Either way, I love their voice. I think I their voice is interesting. I told totally you. And then uh, uh, Sabe Sabe's, I just feel like I like his his. Uh, he literally sounds like a a, a stern butler. Yep, and but like <laughs> it's, it's dope. It goes with him well. It, yep, that voice I've heard in so many other anime, and it's, he's so good in anything that he do. And his name is Sebastian because his last name is Tien. So it's Sebastian, which is a Japanese, the Japanese name they call butlers for some reason. They all they call all butlers <laughs> Sebastian. So his name is Sebastian uh, in the show. Um, but yeah, like fuck, man. Obviously, uh, Chris Guerrero, the voice of Eyes, destroys it every time. Um, let me see. I I like the uh, I like the uh, the brother. Of the main lizard man that we basically are following, but the uh, frost sword, his brother, yeah, loved his voice. He was dope, but I also loved him as a character because he like, yo, you know, I know you were exiled from the village because you became a traveler, but you're my brother, so I'm gonna hold you down, even though I'm the chief. You should have been the motherfucking chief, but basically, like, I think what the lizard man art gave me was something that I didn't understand prior to this prior to this arc and that's is Ayn's a hero like when I first watched this I'm like oh he's a, he's a superhero he's gonna save people he's gonna do this and do that and do that when I this is when I finally actually realized that this motherfucker is a demon he's the villain of the quote unquote new world and that that completely changed changed the game for me not only that but with the side characters as well and and yeah, he's a villain, but I, I don't really feel like Ainz himself has done any real villainous acts yet. Like he's really just gathering information right now and yeah. trying to figure out where where the threats are at. Because mm. in terms of like actual villainous actions, like yeah, he's killed people. It's the same thing that any governing body does. They go out, they try and find a piece of land. They say, "Oh, this land is nice." Oh, you got you got seven tribes over here. Let's kill your seven leaders, and we'll just replace them with ours. And now we run this land. He ain't did nothing necessarily 
big time evil. He ain't going out really just killing people just to be killing people. But no, this season, I feel like we we got like okay kind of evil stuff, mm-hmm. and then Momonga coming out doing you know his stuff and not didn't really seem evil at all. Oh yeah, Moma. Yeah, yeah, Moma. Yes. Because Momonga was his real name, right? Yeah, Momonga was was Ein's name before he turned into Ein's. Um. Yeah, I uh, I loved what came from Sebastian. Sebastian, like his the start of his arc, right? Mm -hmm. And and how he developed because. When you look at the world of uh, of of Idrisil, it's more like most MMOs and most fantasy worlds. It's based off of uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, which is then inspired D and D, which then inspired everything else. So it's based off of mostly D and D. So he's like, uh, what's it? Chaotic good, essentially. Um, what? What's no? He's more pure. What's the pure version of that? You know what I'm talking about. It just be, um, it, I mean, there's lawful good, lawful good. There it is. There's neutral good. Yeah, and there's chaotic good. He's lawful good. So like, <laughs> his stat. I wish y'all can. I don't. I can't pull it Who up. Who saved it? Yeah, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. I would have thought he was more like lawful neutral. No, he's he's lawful. He's like he has the highest good stat. In the tomb of Nazarene, and the highest good stat you can have, I believe, is five hundred. He has yeah. he has three hundred, so he's like he's like good, good uh, above all else, and that's because of his creator. His creator being Touch Me, Touch Me was all about the heroics and, and protecting and, and 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 whatnot. But I digress. That arc for for him was the fucking coolest though, because now you can see what. Now you're actually seeing how fucking powerful one of the he's not necessarily for floor guardian because he's the uh, leader of the um, the battle maids, but he's legit like he's just as powerful as Albedo, Demiurge, um, all of them. <laughs> and you can see it in, through this arc. This arc was fucking incredible for me. Like it was insane. He said that there's only 41 people stronger than him. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming that doesn't include like the guardians and whatnot, but the only 41 people who would be stronger than him would be the people in the guild, right? Yeah, which is isn't quite true, but yeah, because I'm pretty sure he would have put hands on some of the people in the guild too. <laughs> no, no, no. He he's right about the guild being stronger than him, but the only person he's not stronger than is uh, Shaltir. Shaltir is Shaltir the strongest. Shaltir is the strongest guardian in the uh, entire Nazarene tomb. Like she can run players. Oh, that's why she's one through three. She guards floors one through three. Yeah, she run players like she she can mop one one v one anybody. She can mop everybody. Like she's stronger. She's stronger than Eines. The problem with Eines is he has cash up items. Like that's yeah. that's literally the only reason why he beat her. But like she's stronger than literally just about everybody except for Touch Me. Touch Me was the strongest out of all of everybody. He was like the number one. He was number three in the entire Idrisil world as far as PvP goes. Which is And Ainz was number eight, right? No, uh, the, the guild was number eight. Mm. Ainz, um, he's technically, he was technically the quote-unquote weakest um, of them all. <laughs> but he was their strategist. He was their strategist. So, 
So mentally, stat-wise, he's the weakest. Mentally, he's the strongest. Put it that way. But now he doesn't have any limitations, really, more or less. Nope. He's busted. He busted, busted. out the gate. Busted. It's sick. It's sick. It's so fucking sick. I can't I can't wait to dive into this in, in its entirety because there's so much more I can say about that happens in the later seasons. But with um with that being said, like what do you think about the uh what's going on with the princess and and our boy? Uh what's his fucking name? I can't remember this kid's name. But the night kid. Uh I feel like he has to be more observant, right? No one is yeah. that oblivious. Yeah, no one's that oblivious. He, but he is. He, he's blinded by what the princess did for him. You know, she took him out the gutter. He's a gutter rat. That's cool and all, <laughs> but that doesn't that make people more not weary, but like people who are from struggling environments tend mm-hmm. to be more perceptive of others. Mm. I don't mean I don't mean less trusting. I mean more perceptive. Like he should be able to see. I see what you're saying, but you have to think about the face that she literally puts on. She literally puts on a face that is so. I mean, she's a yeah. She literally talks about her face. Yeah, she's 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 a princess. All she's ever showed him was her being a quote unquote ideal princess. So to him, that's all he knows. And I, again, I came from the mud. So I'm like, I'm literally living a, the great life from what I was from this very nice lady who's taking care of me, essentially. I, I hate, I mean, I hate that she's manipulating him, but me realistically, too. Too. realistically, like, it's kind of for the better of him at the moment, right? Because she, mm. she's getting her, her, her power and position allows for him to do things and work with others who are in a technically like a higher power and position. Yeah. Because some of those people that he worked with wouldn't have like really cared nothing about him. He did have potential, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they said that he really didn't have the potential for what he's trying to do. Yeah. They said that several times. Him using that sword ain't really his 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 best weapon. Right. But he doesn't change how good he is. At, at fighting in general They said he's fearless And was able to Like when he Went up face to face With Sebastian Yeah Or Sabus, He Was able to Circumvent his fear for death And say I'm gonna stand here And, and, and duke it out Or whatever Yeah You know that So I'm, I'm I, I think that like Is Her 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 place Puts him in a place For Betterment It's just He's still getting manipulated And that sucks Yeah Definitely sucks uh, let's get into some some other thoughts from our listeners. This comes from our boy, the Black Damzilla says, "This season is when they really started pushing the background characters, and you realize how much of a menace our hero, quote unquote, actually is. He murders everybody like they're NPCs, which is a fire point. Because guess what? To him, they are like the, I mean, yes, this may not be Idrisil, but he's in another world. Essentially, he's taking this like it's a game. To me." And, and, I, and it's like he's he's trying to do whatever he can to get the attention of any other Idrisil players. And there's two things that we got to look at here when we talk about him being a demon, right? That one, yes, he's approaching this like a game, like Polo said. So he has no reason, 
you know, because all he knows from his human life is that this is a game. Yep. So he has no reason to take the lives of others in this game seriously. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto and shooting somebody on the street. On top, How would you care? On top of his, uh, his suppression perk. like Yeah, and that's exactly what the number two I was going to say. He has the emotional suppression. He has no reason. Literally, if he was going to be the type of person to care, they literally took that from him when he entered this world. Yep. He, he, he doesn't have a choice, more or less. Yep. He stuck to the script, essentially. Now, what's crazy, he has so many racial traits that are, like, unbelievable. He has over 718 spells in his arsenal that he can now basically use at will. He has the highest mana pool of all characters in Idrisil and in the, in the Great Tomb of Nazarek at the time. He's, like... <laughs> he's put to this world where shit it became practical and now that just makes him even more busted outside of you know world class items clearly cause those motherfuckers is what we saw in season one world class items stopped a uh, fucking what was that that wish ring he had <laughs> so like <laughs> and right, that, and that was a cash out item stopped. yeah and Dungeons and Dragons wish does not get stopped you cannot stop, like, stop that I wish for the world to end world- you wish <laughs> That's the end That's of it. it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> World class items literally can change the fundamentals fundamentals of the game. That's why I'm thinking like this has to be like a form of vigil, right? Like I said last week, like it ha- it everything seems so similar, right? Right. Than what it is. I don't know. But here's the thing though, is that like he when we talked about this, he would he would recognize the layout of the line. Um so, unless it's been a certain amount of time passed. But the way I see it is that it's not like it's not Yggdrasil. I think, personal opinion, that there's two possibilities. One, this is like an updated version, like where they were going to be if the game had another patch or or update. Mm. So basically, they're like, in the new version of the game, like if you was playing Guild Wars, now you're in Guild Wars 2, but it's a different land. Mm-hmm. Or like Elder Scrolls Oblivion, now you're playing Skyrim. You know, you're in two different worlds or two different lands, but it's the same world. Interesting. So things carry over and persist. Or he's just in an entirely different world in general where uh, the 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 layout or, or style of the game has transferred over. But I, right. I, I think it's the first one that I said that like, this is like a world where the creators of the game had already made this world and never got to utilize it. Or they, they put it into effect when he, let's say he went to sleep and boom, now he in that world. Uh, I see that's the problem with, doing. you know, more than I do. With, I don't know. With doing the research I've done, I know quite, quite a bit that I can't, I'm not going to ever probably be able to talk about unless it just happens to pop up in season four, which I highly fucking doubt. It has to be like season fucking six that this shit pops up. But, I like where your head is at. I do. I do. Um, I am going to say this. Idrisil is, um, it's based off of uh, uh, what's the the, the uh, Asgardian lands. Okay, so all of the Asgardian like worlds, quote unquote, that is up in Asgard, is like so like was it Nilfheim and shit like that. Those worlds are all what Idrisil is. And it's fucking massive. Only 30% of Idrisil has ever been explored by the players. And it's been out for, what was it, 12 years? <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of hard to say what's up. Like, I, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know that much. I don't know like the the end answers to everything yet, but I do feel like it's it's a possibility. Maybe 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 Idrisil is up there. It's quote unquote heaven, and he fell down to earth. That's that's a. That's my thought. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Or Earth, whatever their Earth is. Even though you kind of already know. What? Don't you say you said you kind of already know? No, I don't. The only oh, thing okay. I know is that the Asgardian. Uh, I do know something revolving around this, the New World, but I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's at. I don't know how mm-hmm. how he got there. You know, I just know that he's there. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Season two is fire though. Uh, let's go back to the to the the tweets. Shout out to Robbie says first of all it's at underscore underscore or underscore Rob J. He got his he got his account back. He says first of all salute to three years of the pod. You guys are absolutely incredible at what you do. Here's to many more greatness. Cheers. Thank much you. Much love. Appreciate you. Always, Rob. Thank you so much, bro. You supported us for a very long time. We can't thank you enough. He said uh, overall thoughts of uh, this anime. A lot. It's a lot of fun. I love everything about this show. The com- the comedy is on point. Facts. The characters are great, and I really love how they how they've built the world, especially in season two. He also says, uh, season two thoughts. It was great. I didn't think I'd see lizards getting busy with each other on screen, uh, <laughs> but okay. He said, no, but I like it a lot. My only qualm is that I wish that they would find out who mind controls Shaltir at the end of season one. They went away from it. And I'm going to watch season three afterwards. Uh, after Afterwards, the pod drops. So please, no spoilers. <laughs> this has been really fun to watch, though. I can't wait to hear y'all thoughts. Also, these characters are stupid OP, and I love it. Yeah, uh, the, the characters are absolutely OP. For for perspective, I'm not going to spoil season three at all. We're not even going. We aren't going to touch it. And we haven't. Funny enough, we haven't touched it yet since we've been recording. But exactly, I love putting out little little tidbits and, and facts. Like uh, this is obviously known to put it in perspective. Um, what's his name? What's the 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 fucking soldier dude that's super powerful. Uh, Grant. Jo- G- yeah, the, you talking about the the one that beat uh, Ga- Brain? Yeah, Gauss is his name or something like that. Gaussif? No, no, Gosif. Gressif. I don't fucking know, man. I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible at remembering names. Still got my back though. Uh, but he's he's Gazif. Gazif. Gaz. We was close. <laughs> Gazif. Guess his level. Well, you probably did. You, you pulled it up, so you got it right. I, I, no, I, I, uh, I didn't. I put up his name, but they don't tell me his level. I'm assuming he's like level. Level what? Fifteen. Uh. Uh-uh. He higher? Yeah. Oh, okay. Level forty. He's level thirty. Okay. Brand new Glaus, level thirty. The chick that Momot fought in season one, towards the end, the crazy chick, mm-hmm. level thirty. They all about to die. <laughs> so, so, oh my god! So let me, so let me help you out with something else. Let me give you something else. <laughs> One of Ayn's traits is that he can't be physically attacked by anything less than sixty, <laughs> less than level sixty. So, so if you if you're level thirty and you're attacking him, you ain't gonna do no damage. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! I'm t- I'm in tears. I'm crying right now on the pot. 
That's a, a a great trait, though. That's a fucking fantastic. He's a he's an overlord. That's a, that, that's an overlord trait. Like as I said last week, uh, Idris Hill has over a thousand classes. What you do is you can only go up to a level one hundred, but the the uh, the classes max out at fifteen. So you have to specialize in different classes in order to create a build. Essentially, it's fucking insane. It's insane. And his build is probably just mad spell casting, <laughs> mad necromancer. Yep, yep. Just demon man. Mad, you're not gonna ever be able to hit me. Demon. Unless you, unless you are God. Those are <laughs> the only things that's touching me today. Absolutely. So, all right, let's get into a little bit of uh, the the NPC creators. Um, I do love the fact that what, what Rob touched on too before we get into to. To the creators of of the guardians, the floor guardians, he says his only qualm is that he didn't find out what who mind control shouts here. Uh, funny enough, is that that was always and has always been in the background of this season. Like season two has always been trying to determine that, and the way they're doing that is, uh, I guess you could say, gaining foothold. Right, like at the end of this season, season two was they captured the eight fingers, <laughs> like. They they fucking rule the underworld now, so like, you know that that is going to cause a lot of attention, right? You you have to assume. So, and they were constantly looking for information, constantly, always looking on information on who mind control shouts here, or who's strong enough to even have a world class item, or who has the world class item. Is it a player from Idrisil? That that was always the focus of this entire season, um, even though it didn't seem like it. It was always the, the focus because like. Ever since that happened, they had to kind of like be careful, right? Yeah, but even if you say even if it didn't seem like it, like I feel like they brought it up enough, like not not specifically her, but the information gathering enough mm-hmm. that it seemed like it was still at the forefront because that was a huge coincidence or a huge situation in the previous season. Yeah. So it only makes sense that when they bring up gathering information and whatnot, that it just seems like that's what's the driving motive. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so this is the last fact that I want to send you you guys off with before we get on, get to know my check waifu waifu. All right, so the NPCs that create the, the NPC creators was the original. Uh, I guess you can call it. I guess it's like seven of them. Um. All right, so let's start off with the big the big bad himself, Momonga or AKA Eines. Momonga created Pandora's actor. Pandora's actor is a um, he special he specializes in in uh what they call it fuck they call it uh making clone or something like that cloning yeah yeah he, he does like he, he basically copies uh he, he copies likeness so what he could do is he can copy his eyes likeness and he can use up to eighty percent of his power so busted busted so he's a demon too got it cool Faced it. <laughs> Busted as hell. <laughs> uh, okay, so these names are crazy. They're fucking video game names. They're j- Japanese video game names. So bear with me. But Buki Buki Chagama, Buki 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 Chagama created uh, Ara and Mari, <laughs> which are the the twins. One being a beast tamer. She's a beast tamer hunter. She specializes in. She has literally zero magic power. Actually, a very small amount of magic. Po- no, she has zero magic attack power. Uh, a very small amount of mana, but. She can control any kind of beast up to a level 100, obviously. Um, 
and anything up, up to max level. Yep, anything under sixty instantly falls under her control. Essentially, uh, Mari is a, <laughs> is a wizard who has the second highest mana pool next to Ains. Uh She's probably the second most powerful. No, he's sorry. I said she. He's the second most. No, Mari is is definitely not as powerful as Albedo. But I digress. Touch Me created Sabas. Um, obviously, Touch Me was being the number one PvPer in Idrisil. He created Sabas to be the uh, the stand-up butler, if you will, and the head of the maids. He's fucking insane. He can he he <laughs> he's a demon. He can punch, he can punch the air and make your face explode. He has probably the highest. I believe they said the highest offensive power. Um, out of all of the guardians, and you have a uh, uh, per perorochino uh, created Shaltier. He has the funny thing about Shaltier is that he was he has like these weird fetishes that obviously don't exist anywhere. He he's into like BDSM stuff and stuff, so that's why he created her to be the way she is. Uh, he created Shaltier. She's obviously the strongest one of you want her. Like she can literally destroy all of the guardians and. That's why everybody was scared about scared of her. Um, Albert, Obert, Obert, U L B E R T created Demiurge. Demiurge is actually the weakest of them all. He is he is a shapeshifter, but he also he does summons. He, he creates he can create a summon that can create three other summons. Isn't he like the strategist though? Yeah, he's also the strategist of the entire floor guardians. Tabula created Albedo, Rubedo, and, and Negrario, and Suzu. Now, Rubedo is technically the strongest in the entire uh, Great Tomb of Nazarene, but we don't, we don't, they don't talk about it. like she doesn't exist in the anime. So we, we, most people are speculating that she won't be in the anime. So she created Albedo though. Albedo is the, the strongest defense. She has the strongest defense out of everybody in the Great Tomb of Nazarene. She's the essentially the face tank. You literally put anything in front of her, can't nothing hurt her. <laughs> like her, her, she's insane. She's insane. Um, uh, I'm gonna talk about that. Hero Hero created Solution and uh, some of the homunculus maids. Um, Warrior Takam- Takamuzichi created Kokaitis. Which he was the samurai. He w- he strived to create the best weapons in the entire game. Like that was his number one goal was to be the number one crafter. Can, can I show you something real quick? Yeah, they made a a Pokemon, uh, um, that is literally uh, Elkitis, Elkitis, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm I'm gonna share my screen with you. Okay. Let me let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold up, hold up. What what's the Pokemon name? Glissapod. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Oh my god! It, it literally looked just like him, bro. Tell me it don't. Did they get it? Hold on. Did they? Did that come out after or before? Yes, it came out after. Glissapod looked just like Calchitis. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, make sure y'all go look this up. Oh my god! I mean, I'm gonna put it up on my end. There it is. Jesus, it looks. Just- <laughs> I swear, right? He got a longer, he got a longer neck, but he definitely looked like Kokaitis. That's funny. 
That is hilarious. All right, my, my bad for interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> but not, that's it. That's it. That's for all of them. And they're insane. They're insane. <laughs> uh, Albedo, uh, Pandora's actor, Sebas. Yeah, those are. Yep. Yep. That's all of them. Man. They're insane. They're demons, though. They're all demons. Unbelievable. Unbelievably strong. That's it for season two of Overlord. Season two, again, continue on with fire. Like, just pure fire. Season three, we're starting this week. Uh, to be fair, I'm going to just be honest with y'all and, and tell. I watched the first, uh, I watched all three seasons the first week. Um, I couldn't help it. I couldn't stop. I was uh, unbelievably invested. To be your own people. <laughs> But then I just started doing a bunch of research on it all and, and listening to it. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back with some more next week once we cover season three because that is it's very important that we know some uh, some more stuff after we get through with that season. And then the season after the week after that, I believe. Hold on, let me just check the let me just check the time frame. So next week will be the 28th. That'll be us recapping. Oh my god! Then the first episode of Overlord drops. Do I want to wait for the? I probably want to wait for the dub. I'm not gonna hold you. I think I might. Would you be upset? I ain't gonna be mad at you. It drops. I believe it drops July seventh, which is Thursday. After the third. Oh my god, this is just perfect timing. How did we just do this? Perfect timing. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. All right. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Make sure y'all watch season three of Overlord and then join us on next week's discussion. Let us know what you think about it after uh, after you watch it. Um, yeah. Let's get to know my check waifu waifu. It's part of a podcast where one of us rolls a random number generator. The other reads a question. It's my turn to read the question, right? Yeah. Or whose turn is it? Uh, I, I don't remember who read the question last week. I'm going to be honest. I think it was... I got both pulled up, so I can roll the random number. Go ahead and roll it. 14. It was definitely me that read the question <laughs> last week, by the way. What is your biggest fear? What was that uh, That Coach Coach Carter quote? My biggest fear is that I'm inadequate. No, I don't know about that. Let me see. <laughs> my, my biggest fear is, I guess... Just losing the people I love. I don't really fear much. Yeah, I don't. Fear, I don't fear people. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't catch me around a lion, so I ain't scared of lions. True. Um, you ain't gonna catch me messing with elephants, so I ain't worried about them coming to my funeral. That's a fact. Um, yeah, I, I just, just my loved ones, the people I love. I, I fear losing them. Yeah, that's the same, man. Losing my loved ones too soon is uh, something that I that I fear a lot. Right, then I guess I should put that in there too. That too soon part is really work, really work. Right, because it's like there's so much life to live, and losing them too soon sucks. To be honest, uh, yeah. All right, when we come back uh, for the break song, we're gonna play the full intro, unabated, uh, uncut, I guess if you will, unedited, and we're gonna come back with some spoilers. We're gonna talk about Spy Family. We're gonna talk about uh other shit tomodachi game and summertime rendering so those are the three we're going to spoil i can't wait to talk about those because those ones stupid we aren't going to spend that much time on them because it's kind of late and i got to get this episode up so 
stick around for that real quick and we'll be right back after these So 157 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. You're three, man. I can't wait to get it cracking, man. To go another three. Beautiful year. Another beautiful year. Straight up. Some some big things that we pursuing. So I can't wait. Can't wait. Let's get to it. Let's do, let's spoil Spa Family first. 
Uh, what episode is Anya this? is great. Uh, okay, so that that's my question to you. You enjoyed Anya this episode? She did some. She, wait, did I not? Was I not supposed to enjoy? No, I'm, just Anya? Asking, I'm just asking. You did. You did enjoy her. Yeah, I think she's so she's so wholesome and cute, and she just does her thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and like she she worried about being found out still, but her 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 thoughts on like how to not be found out, where she like tries to act like, oh, I'm just going here because I'm super excited to find out where water is, like. You know, yeah. like it was adorable, but it also kind of made made me think about the fact that like they're super worried. They're super worried about getting the the Stellas and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When it, it actually kind of shows that if they just kind of do their own thing, like they might come to you. Because Anya wasn't looking to get a Stella for what she did. No, she just ran in there. She just she just saw somebody who was in trouble. Like that kid mm-hmm. literally would have died. Um, yeah, this is episode eleven of Spy Family. For me, I'm not going to lie to you. She was pissing me off at the beginning. Oh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm like, God, come on, Aya, get something, man. Give me something to hold my hat on. She's just adorable. Like, she's literally just adorable. She's not smart. She's not athletic. She can't clean. It's just, it's just all bad. And it was like, and it, it made me feel bad. And this is obviously so. Um, it's, and when I say feel bad, I'm talking very minor, like a fucking pinch. Like it's not even that. That it wasn't even that deep. It was still entertaining and a great show. And she's a great character. But it just made me feel bad for Twilight or Lloyd. Like I just want him to be able to get somewhere. And I feel like he's not going to be able to get anywhere because this little girl is just a little girl. You know, she's just a normal little girl. Which you're not normal though. Well, you know, <laughs> emotionally, yeah, she's very. Normal. She's a child. She's literally she acts like a child that just so happens to have the ability to be telepathic. Like, mm-hmm. like you can't blame her for just being a first grader. You know, like she's a fucking first grader. But it's hard because he has to do his mission, and he doesn't have the the most qualified person for this kind of mission. So. I just feel bad for that for him at the beginning, but then as the, I was gonna say, I also think that like, um, I also think that what 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 blows my mind is like when when you do say that, and I I get it, but imagine if he had a regular kid Mm. who who wasn't able to think that, well, understand that he is a spy, and that she's an assassin, like who didn't understand the goal. Mm. You know, they wouldn't have got to that point. And they, they could have probably gotten to that point in a different way. Yeah. But Anya kind of like she's able to navigate these scenarios in a specific manner because of. But think about the situation. The reason why she's still there is because she's a telepath. She happened to read his mind in the way he was thinking, like when he was about to take her ass back. Like, yo, I can't. She's not the one. You know what I'm saying? Like she he, mm. she wouldn't have been there if it wasn't her. If she didn't have her to telepathic, he would have found, or HQ would have found him them that perfect child, probably that perfect child that would have got all the Stellas, that would have got all the Mars, that would have got to him where he needs to be for his mission. Like with the way this world is built, and HQ the way they do things, they would have had him together. But it just so happens we got lucky, or in his case, unlucky. 
<laughs> because our case, yeah. in our case, we're very lucky because she's a, she's amazing. Like I love Anya to death, but yeah. for him, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, yeah, he got he, he he's a little bit of a struggle, but she she gonna put it. I feel like she, she's gonna put it in perspective. What we only got what one more episode of this? Yeah, one more episode. This is it's still gonna continue on. Um, I think in fall. I think they said. Fall and winter is still going to continue on with court two of season one. So part two of season one. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, apparently she's about to get a dog, right? Um, something, some kind of cute pet, or whatever that thing was. Cute as saber, whatever that thing <laughs> was. Saber is a a, a lion in training. <laughs> a lion in training. <laughs> Boy, big. No, nah, he ain't. He a little sucker. Um. Yeah, good episode though. Continue to it, everything has been good. There's not, it's not been a time where I'm like, damn, I don't like this episode, or damn, I don't feel like watching this shit, or you know, yeah, what just I, I need a little annoying. Yeah, yeah, it was. I just feel bad for Lloyd. That's all. That's all. That's all. I, I, feel, I feel it. Next up, Tomodachi. Uh, we were close. Yeah, we were very close with our thoughts, our uh, our assumptions. What you think about the way it wrapped though? A better so I, I like I like when they don't end on the cliffhangers right when they give us the drama up front yeah and they did like on the yo though. they did but like they gave us enough of the drama yes. to where it's like we it was like expect. yeah story 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 drama story drama 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 cliffhanger I was like all right but I can take that I yes. can rock with that yes, I understand man. what's going on you speaking this was better. In terms of like how it was paced and everything, like this is just a better episode for them. I agree, man, because they didn't spend the entire episode talking about what happened in the forest, but they still explained it well enough for us to understand how he won. Um, mm-hmm. Very captivating win. I was different than what I thought it was going to be. Wait, wh- no, it wasn't different, right? Uh, I think we said it was going to be like that. Something like, oh no, I thought he was going to punch. It was going to be violence. He pressed. He made the captain give up. Yeah, yeah, we did say, but he, he pressed the, yeah, you're right. right. Yep, so we were close, very, very close on that one. Still, I mean, I'm I'm liking it. It's not great. It's not the best. I'm not gonna say it's not not bad either. It's definitely not bad. Uh, I'm again. I got a feeling that this girl has something to do with all of this shit too. Like uh, the one that got captured. I think she's also a fucking schemer. You know, I don't think. I don't think nobody a part of this friend that's a part of this friend group except for the one that got taken to jail. For whatever happened to his father That stupid kid <laughs> The blonde one I think he's the only Like innocent one Because I don't I just don't think He's smart enough To even co- To coerce people As like the rest Of the friend group is And then we get To season three And find out All of a sudden He's the he, whole demon He's the master In the background <laughs> He's the master demon Yo I, I would lose it Yeah no, I, I just I don't I do think that She's also a demon yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think they all got a lot to hide that they're not trying to hide. And I actually think, funny enough, that our main character knows what they're hiding already. Ooh, I like that. I like I like where you hear that. <laughs> Damn, that's clean. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he. I don't think they they have anything to hide from because he already knows. That's why he's okay with whatever they say and being their friends mm. because he he knows. What his background is And he knows what theirs is And he's like It, it is what it is That's interesting But what about the fact That he tried to push her away Does You know Because he, that's still his friend I mean 
I don't. I can't say because if he knows that they're back, oh, I guess it's just me assuming that she's actually a part of something. But it's still also your friend, right? Yeah. Like he just because he knows what your background is doesn't necessarily mean you don't want to. Like it happens all the time, especially with, let's say like somebody in the military. You know, you about to go off to war, you might die. That's that's you on the front line, something like that. Mm-hmm. You might push people away because you don't want them to be too hurt by your passing or something like that. Right. I'm just saying like that's probably what it is. He knows what their past is, but you still don't necessarily want like that's those still your friends. Like I said, he chose these people to be his friends because he. I, I'm saying this. This is my my thing. I think he chose people to be his friends because he knows what their past is, mm-hmm. and he knows that even if. Whatever it is, like his past is still worse, but he thought that he can make friends with these people and that's what he's trying to maintain those friendships. And that's what I'm thinking, you know? Interesting. Going off of what his mom said. Interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're, like I said, I think they're all demons except for the blonde hair dude. I think he doesn't quite know if she's a demon, but he's not going to risk her life by not showing up. So he's going to show up. He's going to do his mind thing and he's going to figure the shit out and he's going to wreck it all down. He's going to tear it all down. Yep, he a demon. Straight up. All right, Summer, summertime rendering. Yeah. Very, very capable of being episode of the week. Uh, Easily. Great fucking episode. We got a lot of information. Mm. So we know that the shadows have a storage capacity. Yeah. And what oh yeah. They can copy and scan. Yep. We know um, that what they can copy and scan is functional, but at, at a certain it, point. Yeah, so machines, they can copy machines, but they can only use them once they're fully, uh, once they erase the original. Yep. So it's not quite like how it is with people, right? Where they can scan a person and still have their memories, but that person doesn't necessarily have to disappear. So that's kind of a cool concept. So we know why the shadow and the person are able to exist at the same time. Right. And man our main character is just like we thought he's a fucking genius and I just love that piece of this like and not not saying that he's a genius because he's probably not a genius he's just a normal character that's thinking it's so fucking rare that we get characters that think but as strange as that sounds what what and you're right you're 100% right but what really stuck with me this episode was when they were walking through the like bottom of that uh the what was it a, a hospital at yeah. the, in the bottom oh, of the hospital clinic. right and they said like he just approaches you know danger without any concern and it's like it's because he's already seen what the future holds yep if you knew what the future had in, in store yep oh that was, that part sent chills down my fucking you don't mind. have you don't have a choice bro absolutely you literally don't have a choice you, you gotta go for it and you gotta do what you can to save the people you love yep and that's why he he goes through unfazed because he's already died how many times? Three. He knows that he's gonna have to die again probably in the future to save the people he loves, and he's trying to do what he can. And why not? Why not be that way? Put yourself at risk. Absolutely. If you know you have that that ability to come back, and put my, yourself at risk instead of the people you know who you don't want to see die in front of you like that. Yeah, my thought process is the thought process of his. He's like, okay, so what if Ushio? What if we send you in because you have the power and then you die and then you don't show back up with me because essentially when shadows die, they're they're deleted. But then again, when he goes back, there's always that meal. There's always that, you know, it's always those shadows that already exist. So 
maybe. But she, we also don't know like what how that extent works, right? Well, yeah, for because, her because because she she sorry. has the memories of her past self. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. But we also looking at like if if these shadows are are killed right with a certain let's say within a certain time because as as he goes back do, is it is it him meeting the shadow and them dying that changes how the how the outcome goes mm. because it could be the fact that because Ushio's shadow met him that things may vary because right. she didn't know him before and we can only assume that when he died before and didn't see her that she probably just came back in we can't assume that she had a whole nother thing going it was what changed was him meeting her mm. more or less it's almost like a out of sight out of sight out of mind that is interesting if if he does not meet said person then there's nothing for it to change it's almost like he's one that the 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 world is revolving around because he has that eye interesting yeah yeah i'm still bugged about the hand man yeah we don't know what the fuck that's about those little babies were the creepiest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> God. That was some shit too, bro. That was wild. Very, very creepy. Man, but thinking about that, like, you know what? My thing, well, my thought process is, is I'm like, okay, so you're doing all of this, but guess what you're not doing? P- protecting Mio. Like, she's, uh-huh. she's literally just thrown to the wind in this entire situation. Your goal is to protect Mio. But right now you have yet to be with Mio for the past what it was been two days technically, two days and, since. And, and because of what's going on, we don't have any idea as to who the other shadows might actually be now. Yep, and they could be going Mio, straight for Mio. Mio could be chilling right now with that girl, and that she could be a shadow or that detective that walked up to them. Mm-hmm. He's probably not a shadow. He probably actually a detective. But let's say the girl, you know, now, now because someone else has stepped up, the girl who might be a shadow might have no, might feel like she, all right, I gotta act now. Yep, she gonna copy the detective or something, get the fucking gun. It's, it's all kinds of shit that could possibly happen. That literally throw everything that he's doing. But right now, I think maybe he's and he he's probably thought about this because he's he's smart. His thought is to gather as much information as he can in this particular loop with Ushio. Because you gather as much information as you can with Ushio using her powers, you can then determine what is the origin of this or why this is happening or where did it originate from and, and go from there. Then you you know you're going to die probably because he did fucking timeline out or scope out essentially his time frame that he has until he's... He can't do this shit no more essentially because every time he loops he gets further into the loop or further into the day of when he of which he arrived so it's like it's it's a fucking game of of time the summer and it rendering oh shit <laughs> so, so my my thought process is right now kind of like going off what you said though is who is affected by the the reset everybody except for Lucio is all we know Lucio and mother mm, mother fucking mother oh, I forgot about mother because she reached out and grabbed him yep. so they will probably not be doing that vision thing again uh, for a while at least yep um 
But does that mean that she has eyes on him? When when does she have eyes on him? She probably doesn't have eyes on him through Ushio because Ushio disconnected herself more or less, right? Yep. yep. She's only half of a. She's not a fool. Mm-hmm. And the babies, they don't have eyes. Yep. So maybe she can't see him through see him through there. But we don't know what the other shadows like. Does she see him through the shadows? We have no idea. And, and I'm if, thinking if the hand. She has knowledge of him. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm thinking the knowledge of him is coming from the handprint. I'm thinking of the handprint as a GPS marker, right? Yeah, like she, a tracking. Yeah, exactly. She has a capacity from whoever that that big ass shadow was at the festival has that information because again, their entire plan is to bring mother back so she can take over the fucking island in the world or whatever. So I think she, with that handprint, she has or he or it has the ability to see him wherever he is. So I'm feeling like it's going to fucking, I don't know, it's going to fuck him up. Pregnant pause. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's so very scary. That's That's actually scary, bro. Like, I can't imagine being in that scenario. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Apparently, it has might has something to do with that god. Was it the fish god or something like that? Heroku. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, what we just talked about it heteromorphic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking ah, I'm getting, I'm itching, I'm getting chills, man. I'm getting chills. Twenty five episodes. I get it, man. I get it. We need them all. We need them all. Yeah, it's and it's it's been good the whole way through. Whole way through, ten out of ten. <laughs> All right, I think that'll wrap episode one fifty seven, year three of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. All right, so we just finished talking about summertime render episode ten. Let us know what you're thinking about it, and you know how how it's progressing. What you what you feel? Tamadachi game episode eleven. This is one of the better episodes for Tamadachi game. I like how they're stepping it up, giving us the drama after drama after drama. Uh, Spy Family episode 11 Another another great episode Another home episode Week is the last episode of, of this core uh, Excited to see it Let us know what you thought about the break song It's our new intro song You know, We love it, we rocking with it Let us know if you rock with it We also got to know my check wife waifu with your biggest fears We share the biggest fear which is I guess pretty normal for us We also had our Overlord season 2 uh, Breakdown Great season And we can't wait to talk about season 3 with you next week we also talk about our um, Mike Check host. What we doing different for the year? How we approaching the next year of the podcast? Uh, let us know what you want to see from us as well. Steve also hit us with the best anime dads. We gave you our top three anime dads. Steve, don't listen to his his list. His list is bad. <laughs> um, he got he got Shaw Tucker in there. Our episodes of the week were Shikamori. Just Shikamori isn't just a cutie. Episode nine and Ayoashi episode eleven. Uh, and you know like I said let us know about the new intro if you love it and episode 7 of Mike Check Waifu Boo. I'm at Polo Bornfly on all social media I'm at King Teliano on all social media you can follow us on social media at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram and TikTok and as always Mike, Mike, Mike Check Year 333 <laughs> Mike Check Waifu Waifu.
Is that you? Is that you? Is that you?